Warning, this podcast discusses the books in detail. It may contain spoilers. Welcome to Books and Brunch, a book club turned podcast. We're so glad you joined us. I'm Katera. And I'm Kara. Let's sit and chat and snack a while. Hey guys, welcome to Books and Brunch. I'm Katera. And I'm Kara. And we're jumping into a new book um, this episode called Sorry Not Sorry by Sophie Renald. Um, and this was a very fun summer yes. read. Um, the cover actually has a margar- her sitting in a margarita glass, which I quite enjoyed. So we went ahead and made margaritas. Yes. For so I first was going to make... Um, Given my background in bartending, I was going to make a strawberry or a peach, but instead the store, you know, with all this coronavirus stuff, had like nothing. And so I got a mixture of strawberry, peach, pineapple, and mango. And it's delicious. And then Kay made us a snack of crepes. We made a crepe trio this morning, which um, I've never made crepes, so it was a very ballsy move on my part. <laughs> um, but I'm always a very up for good challenge. Ballsy move. Um, and so we had two sweet and a savory. We did peanut butter and marshmallow fluff for all my northerners. Go New England. <laughs> we had strawberries and cream cheese. And then we did a savory that was mushroom, spinach, and onion with cheese. And they were all delicious. Very much so. Um, and I almost forgot, almost forgot the banana bread in the oven. I went back in the house for a water and went, oh, the timer went off. And I was like, <laughs> the oven is on. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but it's safe. It's out of the oven and cooling. So when we're finished and we're ready for a snack, we have... Homemade banana bread. We're good. Yes. So I really um, loved this book. It was a very, it was an easy read. Mm-hmm. Um, if you follow along, you may have read The Storyteller along with us. And that was a very emotionally charged story to follow. And so Kay and I felt like we needed something a little more lighthearted to kind of change the mood before we went back into maybe some of our suspense and psychological thriller type movie Mm -hmm. or books rather that we typically sometimes are more likely to get interested in yeah i just there's something about them that intrigues me so so i did really enjoy this and um so we have a copy to give away yes and i'm very excited about that and we'll have some recipes that we made this morning to go along with them um, so give us a like and a follow, message, DM us to win a copy, and um, that'll ship out, that'll ship out, I think, before we even launch this, hopefully. Yeah, so that the person who wins it can read and follow along with um, the podcast and put in their own two cents. Yes. We love to hear suggestions, so this first um, episode will be the first part chapters one through eight of sorry not sorry um, this is an English novel from British I'm assuming that Sophie is a British uh, author. author and um, so our main character's name is Charlotte um, ironically enough since we live in Charlotte I know <laughs> <laughs> we've had the similar type like character names in the last couple of books. Mm-hmm. And when I was talking to my husband about this book a little bit, um, I said that it's based on another podcast. <laughs> and our first book <laughs> was based on a podcast. I know. Isn't that funny? It's just just kind of the books that we get. And I guess that's just, for current literature, that's the right. norm to yeah. talk about podcasts. So Charlotte's best friend and her boyfriend shared a house with Charlotte. But they get their own place because their relationship has kind of bloomed into mm-hmm. an engagement and they're planning their wedding. Yeah. Um, and so Charlotte's pretty melancholic about having them move out, but also knows she's capable of being independent as well. Right. Um, and she's about to get two new roommates um, and feels lonely without her friends. 
So she does a search because she just feels like she needs to have something more in her life because she's lonely. So she decides to just Google love, sex, and happiness. (laughs) And I read that and was like, oh, okay. Yep. (laughs) Um, So she stumbles across a podcast called Sorry Not Sorry. And we're not told the actual podcaster's name, but she she refers to herself as bad girl yeah it says sorry not sorry a bad girl's guide to love and sex and everybody could use a little help there sometimes that's right so charlotte is awakened by this tree limb cutter at one point and she decides to use some of the tips from the podcast on (laughs) flirting with him so she offers him a drink and um does these kind of silly things with him and he kind of lets on but then i i think he tells us that he's married right no at some point she gets so she gets him his water and she's i even wrote down like she adds ice cubes to his glass wishing she could rub them over her cheeks or over his abs um (laughs) and he asks let's see oh he says is your he said your other half isn't home and she says, I'm expecting him home any minute. Like, <laughs> why did she, why? I don't know why she I, lied. I nerves. think she was nervous. Yeah. I think nerves made her just be like, oh. And I think she was soon. trying to like create this other life for herself. Another a little a bit. new little persona. Yeah. Um. So then she meets her first new roommate, Tansy, who just shows up at midnight <laughs> to move <laughs> in with like a couple of bags. And she, um, kind of presents Charlotte with some flowers and Charlotte sees that there aren't actually from Tansy herself. They're from a man named Travis because there's a card. Mm -hmm. Um, And so she's like, Oh, this is random. And it kind of lets on to what Tansy does for her own life to make do. Um, So my next note is in chapter three. Do you have anything more? from that part i just really i just had so much fun taking notes i was gonna say this book made me giggle so many times just in the silly little things that happen that this poor girl like i mean you'll hear while we're like talking about it that there were just like these poor charlotte just has like this crap that just keeps happening to i know (laughs) so i had a question too so in the beginning we meet charlotte and her roommate maddie and henry who roommates have turned lovers and they're now engaged and they're moving out um because they bought a three-bedroom place in the suburbs like an hour and a half away and charlotte has this moment of reminiscing about her best friend who is now moving on and she seems to feel very left behind and i have had this happen I am a person with I don't want to say very few friends but my circle is small um I am friendly with lots of people but I my circle is small Mm -hmm. um and it's and I know a lot of people can feel this way that maintaining solid relationships can be hard absolutely as a growing up and even as into adulthood I find it very tricky to maintain relationships and in the fact that I can feel very scatterbrained and not intentional only hinders that even more. But specifically, I my brain instantly went to um, my sister-in-law, Amy, who I love dearly. Josh and I have been married almost 15 years. I've known her since I was 17. Um, but when we moved to Charlotte from Virginia, we joined a church Armenian were at the church and we started this e-group and we had these two new couples move and Amy very quickly became very close with one person in particular and I felt very left behind. The person who I really didn't have any friends except for her all of a sudden had a new best friend and I stopped talking to her every day. She stopped calling. I stopped calling. I felt very neglected, mm-hmm. like as her friend, even not counting in the sister-in-law mm-hmm. portion. And it took me some time to really come to 
the understanding that it, it obviously was not intentional, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that really we have seasons in our lives where we have people who were very close with. I was thinking that same exact kind of language because I know I've experienced that too with like yeah. one of my best friends from high school. And when we were like sisters, we like kind of called ourselves sisters. And then right. we dropped off um, when she graduated from high school because she was older than I was. And then we kind of rekindled our friendship a few years later and mm-hmm. then it just like disappeared again for to say this you know for healthy reasons I'm glad that you know we're not in each other's lives just because it was it became a toxic relationship right and they, and they can um, and I think that's why we can understand now in retrospect that like there are just seasons in friendships that in certain moments we needed that friendship and maybe not in others but right I think we've all lost like these really close relationships in some fashion or they just more yeah so like for Charlotte Maddie is getting married and mm-hmm. has moved right mm-hmm. and there's they still can talk but she's not next in the room next door right, right? Um, and when my best friend Angela and I have like I don't want to say parted ways because we're still very good friends but um like I had moved and then we moved back within a year when I was growing up. And so, but that summer that I moved home, I, I had my parents, I didn't even make it to our rental house in the moving truck. My parents dropped me right off at her door um, because I hadn't seen her in a year. Right. And so they knew um, that it was just nice. It was nice mm-hmm. that they recognized that that was the most important thing to me and I needed to like see her. Right. And then she moved at the end of that summer to Ohio and I mean, I never, I don't want to say I never saw her again, but it, it was seven years. Mm-hmm. It, it was had been seven years since I had seen her when I finally got to see her again. So it just made me think of that. Like, it just made me feel very reminiscent of my own, like, growing up and mm-hmm. how we all go through these seasons of having someone very close to us. We've had a friend very close to us. We call mm-hmm. ourselves the NFG, the Needy Friends Group. <laughs> and one of our very special K friends moved um, not terribly far away, but two hours away. Mm-hmm. Um, and while it can feel like really far, it's not really that distant. But lives get busy and change. And we all have With families and kids and, husbands and school and, and now this whole right. Corona thing. Um yeah. <laughs> So it's just hard. So I got to FaceTime her yesterday, and that was nice. I got to see her, and the kids passed me around, and we got to say hi to everybody. But um, it just it's just a different season of life for Charlotte mm-hmm. as she's moving into this new kind of empty house, and Maddie's moving on and mm-hmm. setting up house for the yeah, first Yeah, it was definitely time. something we could I – def- I know I could connect with, especially, you know, when I went to college, I had to – really great roommates um, that we went through kind of all four years of college together. Mm-hmm. And we're still really close. And, you know, we text each other probably at least once a week still. But, you know, I live in Charlotte and they live in Massachusetts and we all have our own kind of things going on. But mm-hmm. and I got married and um, and so it definitely changes. You know, so I've been on the Maddie side of it, of kind of leaving my friends behind, right. so to speak, and. So I can understand how, you know, as a Maddie, thinking like, I'm excited to have this chapter of my life, but yeah. then I know I have this friend, you know, and stuff like that. So it was really, I, it was poignant in that way that you just like can feel for Charlotte being lonely um, right. and trying to <laughs> pick up her her lonely heart pieces and stuff like that. Um for sure. I think we both have had, I think mostly everyone I'm sure has had a lot of some at some level right. on experience. one side or the other. Yeah. And you said that and then it dawned on me that I was Maddie too. Like we got married um, very young out of our group of friends. I was 21 when we got married and most of the our group of friends um, were the same age, obviously. Um, but none of them were even dating anyone. So most of these people have gotten married in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, but we got married and within uh, like 11 months, we moved to Charlotte. And so we did. We left our friends behind. And unfortunately, like I don't really miss Virginia I miss parts of, I miss the ocean, goodness. But, I know, I miss that and about I miss, New England And too. I miss some people, but I know that, again, like there's seasons for those things and there's people who've made an effort and there's people who haven't made an effort that yep. we've just like, 
I love you. I will always love you and the relationship that we had, but things are different and Mm -hmm. that's okay. That's just part of life. So, um, yeah. So I love that she's, that Charlotte kind of Googles, you know, her life fell into routine and now that Maddie's gone, she's like, is this all there really is? Um, and so she does, she Googles how to find love, sex and happiness and comes across the article titled, sorry, not sorry, a bad girl's guide to love and sex. Um, and so she listens to this first podcast, or actually, I think she just picks one. Yeah, I think she just... Um, to help guys and girls navigate mm-hmm. the choppy waters of dating. And so she listens uh, to a podcast in a category called Take These Challenges and Set Your Dating Life on Fire. Now, I, in the age of social media, I am thankful that I did not have to, like, find my husband and what people deal with today and see what's interesting about that is ronnie and i actually met through online dating right right. so but and josh and i have been friends for a very long time i was a kid when we met and so i'm glad that i glad i didn't have to do that um but so so yeah so next um she kind of wakes up with her earbuds in her ear and she realizes she didn't even get to finish listening to it and there's a knock on the door and this tree trimmer is there to kind of um, whatever, so she, what does she call him? She calls him a, oh, she says, she she stammers and blushes with yesterday's makeup on. Her hair is a mess. She says, Tim looks like a Google image search for hot tradesmen with dimples. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but so she remembers like listening to this podcast and mm-hmm. kind of the first challenge was to flirt with a stranger. And so she finds him outside and she offers him a drink and she thinks about like how like how how attractive he was doing this skilled physical dangerous job <laughs> and she's just like all in her head and it was great to kind of like like picture that right, right. in your mind's eye and so right. she's like a little bit of flirting catches eyes what the podcast said so when he cleaned up and she asked him what he wants to drink and he's like just water's fine and she's like, he took off his jacket and he was all muscly, stretching his shirt. <laughs> and so she's like hot and bothered and offers him the water. Yeah. It's like the kitchen feels electric. And then he's like, so <laughs> your other half isn't home? And she's like, oh, I'm expecting him home any minute. Like an idiot. She says, I shouldn't have slept through the rest of the podcast. Like, <laughs> there was probably very pertinent information to make that a successful flirt. Um, then he'll be home any minute. Like, <laughs> you just have to laugh a lot. I just kind of picture her, just, like, slapping her forehead, like... Oh, my gosh, that's my favorite dope. emoji. <laughs> the girl in purple, she's just, like... What is that? Face palm? Like, yeah. I just, that's my life on a daily basis. Seriously. Like, ugh, seriously? This is how we're doing this. Um, <laughs> seriously. So, um, it's like that moment in Dirty Dancing. Do you remember that movie? It's one of my favorites. I Do not tell me you don't have never seen it. No, I, I have seen it. I think that's I've seen shame. it as a whole over the years, but like, I oh, don't yeah. remember very much oh of gosh. it. It's been a long time. So, do you remember when baby says, I carried a watermelon? <laughs> <laughs> it's like that moment where, and then she goes, oh, carried a watermelon. Yes. I know every single line of this movie. <laughs> and if Ronnie were in here, he would be rolling his Absolutely. eyes. Oh my Absolutely. Gosh. But yeah. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Had to put a little plug in. That's I'm all right. Sorry. <laughs> so Charlotte goes to brunch with her friends. It's their traditional like mm-hmm. once a month Saturday brunch, um, she gets tipsy on margaritas. Conveniently, Cheers. we have margaritas, and she gets home and remembers that her new roommate's moving in. She's like, "Oh my gosh!" But the house is still empty. There's no one home. So at eleven thirty, there's a knock on the door, waking Charlotte up from asleep, and standing on the porch with a massive backpack and a suitcase and this giant bundle of like limp pink roses stands what she calls a Victoria's Secret Angel is <laughs> Tansy, her new roommate. And she says, drunk as a skunk. Um she was the like she was at first she was mad ma- oh first she was mad at Henry. So she Henry kind of did this like he did the interviews for yes, the new roommate. And so she was like, of course he would choose her. She's <laughs> stunning and he probably was an idiot and forgot his questions. 
Right. Um, and she, so she says, um, Charlotte says, Tansy probably could have said that she was a crack dealer and he would have been like, oh, that's great. Like, <laughs> you can be my roommate or you can be her roommate. So Tansy gives her like these battered roses and a bottle of champagne. And so she gives her a quick tour. She decides to put the flowers in water and she goes to bed. Um, but she reads the card attached. She realizes the card and the flowers and it says, you were amazing last night as always. Travis and you're like what the heck so random and she's like okay she's gonna gift me flowers that someone gave to her that some other man gave her by the way but you know but Tansy had was inebriated um and so I had a question in here that has you have you ever had a bad roommate Uh, yes (laughs) yes yes so in college um We we needed a fifth person. <laughs> Sometimes. And um, this young lady, who I'll leave run- nameless at this time, but those of my college friends who are listening will know exactly who I'm talking about. But she, um, so there, we had a two-bedroom apartment, like, suite thing on campus. And one bedroom would fit two, and the other would fit three. So we were in the three because my other roommate, one of my best friends, Monica, was going to study abroad in France and so in the second semester so she said it'll be perfect because then it'll just be two and two versus like two and three right. and one or whatever so um we moved this young lady in and um she is odd to say the least um so there were numerous occasions that each of us roommates walked in on her nude completely nude like lathering her legs with lotion and checking herself out in the mirror not Locking the door, by the way, and this was our shared room. Um, the lathering lotion thing happened in the living room. <laughs> wow. My other best friend, Lauren, walked into our apartment, and there she was, stark naked, lathering her legs. <laughs> in the living room. <laughs> and then um, we had another, our other roommate who lived with Lauren, Joyce, who had a set of twins on the same day that Jackson was born. Oh, Yeah. Um, she and this other roommate did not get along at all you know personalities just did not mix and mingle and so they one day when monica was in france it all came to a head and they got into like a blowout i mean it was bad oh boy (laughs) i wasn't there to witness it i was there for like the aftermath right but apparently it was pretty uh bad and volatile and like you know people in like the campus like administration or whatever got involved and she like wanted a no contact order with Joyce and all oh my gosh it was just ridiculous and so she moved out because (laughs) it was just bad (laughs) she like there was one occasion where she had a boy over and so she was my direct roommate and she had a boy over and they were like making out in the bed next to, uh, to me and I could hear them and when I confronted her she was like no we weren't okay we all know <laughs> what the like sloppy kissing sounds like very right. appropriate for this book actually you know <laughs> and so like she just was like she later actually got arrested because she ran over a state trooper's foot <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I think she's kind of cleaned herself up a little bit, but we haven't kept in contact at all. None of us have, really. I think Monica might have sent her some, like, hey, what's going on messages because she wasn't here. (laughs) Actually, Monica had called just to check in, like, one weekend, and we were like, well, let's um, let's let's recap for you. (laughs) Right, she was like, oh, my gosh. This was in the day and age of MySpace, by the way. So I think I had sent her a message on MySpace and was like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) This is what happened. So, yeah, that was a pretty bad uh, roommate experience. But other than that, I think things have been okay, you know, besides that. My current roommate. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, (laughs) My current roommate doesn't like to clean, but that's okay. You know, who really does? I mean, there's some people that really enjoy that, but I am not one of those. I do it out of necessity, not out of joy. Um, I had a good and a bad roommate. My first roommate was not that great. Um, I had moved out of my parents' house and very quickly learned that my income was not going to help cover all of what I needed. 
Um, and I lived in this little tiny two bedroom, like 600 square foot drafty as can be like 1930s bungalow in Virginia. And my first roommate was very sweet and she had a very, a very big personality and uh, very few boundaries. And so you and I have talked about this quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> so there was two ba- two bedrooms and a Jack and Jill bathroom. So you could access the bathroom from either bedroom, but you couldn't access the bathroom any other way. So you had to walk through a bedroom to get there. And she would just walk right in my bedroom in the middle of dressing, in the middle of being intimate, in the middle of lots of things with no qualms. Um, Yikes. And so that didn't last very long. As sweet as she was, I was just like, we're not going to. No, I can't keep that doing that. My second roommate is actually who Sarah is named after. Um, her name is Sarah Elizabeth, just like my girl. And um, she was my maid of honor. And she was just as sweet as could be and the tiniest person you've ever met in your life. <laughs> kind of um, like Sarah. Ca- no. Um, Sarah was like five. And if you're listening, Sarah, correct correct me if I'm wrong. She's like <laughs> five foot, five foot, maybe. Oh, and like yeah. your daughter is skinny not as can be like that, this little tiny waif of a woman. Um, but I just adored her. She was so sweet. Um, she actually gifted us our kitchen table and chairs were hers that were given to her as a gift. They're an antique. And wow. so we still have those. The carpet that we keep in the living room was hers that she gave us. And I want to say there was one more thing, and I can't remember offhand what it was. But I know for a fact those two things were given to us by her um, when she moved, like when I moved out and when she moved out. Um, but, I, yeah, you know, there's just sometimes you just got to go with are. it. But <laughs> I, learned, I learned a lot of cooking things from her, although I didn't, we didn't necessarily enjoy the same foods. There were things I learned to enjoy. Mm-hmm. That she made. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I like that. I don't know that I would have had that. Uh, but she just is a very old soul. So she was like, she liked quiche at 20 years old. And I'm like, who, who, you know, there's no, I don't know many people that do. Uh, Although now in this new age of millennials and everybody likes all of the things. So, you know, now it's different than it was. Right. However many years ago. Right. Um, and then I got married and I had a permanent roommate. <laughs> so. Yep. An actual in my room mate. Um, (laughs) So, um, so anyway, so like I've got starting in chapter three, Mm -hmm. um, Charlotte goes to work. She's Mm -hmm. tired. Um, but she, she says her spirits lift walking into the lobby. She loves her job and she's an admin assistant for a hedge fund in Mayfair. I don't know what Mayfair is, but, um, her boss, Colin is a complete, nut um is like screaming at very volatile oh he is explosive yeah um and so anyway so she's like dreaming of the bonuses that are coming this guy's way and what she would do with it and whatever it's like she's kind of daydreaming um and so at lunchtime Colin's assistants ask her to order like stack staff snacks and coffee and necessities and this one guy, Xander, has to ask her for a new, like, pass to get into the building. Um, and it's like his, like, fifth or fourth or something Yeah, like it's that. his, like, fourth in two months. And so she asks, um, so she's like, sure, I can do that for you. And so she asks um, Xander about Colin and, like, the whole big whole thing that just happened in there. They call it the fishbowl, this all-glass conference room where Colin's exploding on someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and he explains that this person took a client to Gaslight, which was like a strip club. And he's like, maybe that was okay in the 80s, but that's not okay now. Um, right. <laughs> so I, um, so yeah, so that they, they, she listens to the next podcast and it's um, good girls go to heaven, bad girls go everywhere. And she's like, try new activities, join clubs, not swingers clubs, but join like. Yeah, go to new places, go to new meet places, new people. Meet new people. 
And so she does a Facebook search and she decides, okay, the next one, I'm absolutely going to do it. I'm not going to look anymore. I'm just going to join this next group. And she <laughs> comes across this group a called running. the Hackney Huffers, a running club. Oh and so she's like, going to die. Um, <laughs> she runs and then goes home and um, tans. And they're, it's like a t- they're not even running that day. They oh were training gosh. for a Tough Mudder. Yes. Which I don't know a lot about Tough Mudders, but it's like, you know, you do all these like obstacles oh, through mud absolutely. and stuff like that. So Tansy's like, do I need to call the police? And Charlotte's like, I'm just broadening my horizon. This <laughs> turns out they're a session. It was a training session for Tough Mudder. So I was one of the things that I wanted to ask you was like, because she was challenged socially to right. like join something uh, completely out of her realm. Right. So have you ever been challenged so- socially? Isn't that funny? Because I wrote down, have you ever done a mud run? That was my question. <laughs> um, I don't run. I don't. I want to enjoy running. <laughs> I want to enjoy I don't. running. I want. I enjoy going to the gym. I, I, I enjoyed going to the gym on a consistent uh-huh. basis. I want to enjoy being as active as a lot of other people are. Um, I struggle with that with both being an asthmatic and with the knee issues that I have. Um, But I struggle because I think my personality is very much. Okay. If when I was a kid, if I knew I was going to try something and fail at it, I just wouldn't try. Mm-hmm. That was just my personality. I was not going to embarrass myself and waste my time or my energy. I think for me it was mostly embarrassment because I'm not a fast runner. I'm not quick. And so sports right. were not my forte. Um, I begged my parents to let me join the cheerleading team for our local like sports, like the like little league type stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I joined with my best friend, Angela, and we practiced and practiced and practiced and practiced, and I learned that I am not, I have no rhythm. (laughs) Can you imagine a cheerleader on the field who has no rhythm? (laughs) And I could not memorize steps to save my life. (laughs) And we practiced for like four months. And I feigned sick when game time happened. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry. Like, this is yeah. not for me. I tried. I tried really hard. Right. I, I guess really I didn't try hard enough because I didn't go to the game. <laughs> but I really, I mean, but yeah. even now as an adult, I'm like, mm, I don't know. Although now I think I'm a little more adventurous than I, you know, you kind of grow into yourself and you yeah. grow into being yeah. better than you were. And I think that's one thing that's changed for me. But so they decide, Charlotte and Tansy decide to go. Um, I think they were going to go to the Daily Grind and there was like a party or something. Happening. And the Daily Grind is a coffee bar. That's right. Like their neighbors, the street. their neighbors run. And so mm-hmm. they decide they had an event or something. And so they decide to take the tube and go get green tea and dumplings. And then we come upon this introduction to Adam, which is this new roommate that is Henry's cousin. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's just like, it's his arrival's bizarre. Um, it's just a closed door. <laughs> she's, right. Charlotte tells Maddie it's like living with a ghost, a boring ghost. Um, <laughs> and so Charlotte and Maddie kind of chat wedding plans. And Maddie says she has an appointment with a dress designer and wants Charlotte to come. Um, and Charlotte. Oh, so she tells she wants she tells her she wants her to come with her to the appointment. Um, later at home, Charlotte literally bumps into Adam, kind of this dark bearded stranger. It's kind of her first like face to face with him because before he'd been in the house, but he'd like had been a ghost and she could hear his foot feet, you know, his footsteps and she could hear him in his room, but he hadn't like made an appearance or an Mm -hmm. introduction. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, so yeah, it was just entertaining to be her like, oh, there's a man in my house. Um, so I kind of had talked about, like, we talked about kind of bad roommates, and there was kind of this little paragraph about, like, Charlotte couldn't sleep um, because sometimes Tansy played music really late at night. Or she's on the phone. Or she's on the with phone. Her. She thinks she's on the phone with her, like, mom and sister. Right. And then sometimes she can hear Adam's chair rolling across the floor and his footsteps. Yep. And 
But she wakes up from a bad dream about Maddie's wedding, and she decides to snuggle on the couch with a cup of tea, and there's a knock on the door, and Charlotte thinks it must be these shoes that she'd ordered. And so she brings this package in the house, and there's no, it's not addressed to anyone. And um, so she opens it and realizes it's a lingerie set. And she's like, I know. She's (laughs) like, what the hell is this? And she's like, well, the address is right, but there's no name. And she's like, obviously, it has to be Tansy's. Like, I didn't order this. Adam's not going to wear it. Like, (laughs) I mean, maybe. Um, But she feels bad that she, like, opened it. I think I remember her reading and she was like, um, Tansy, I opened this thinking it was something that I had. Right. And then Tansy is, like, very nonchalant. And she was like, eh. You know, like right. like spending that kind of money is just like, eh, whatever, not right. a big deal. Um, and so Tansy and Charlotte kind of talk about the wedding and Maddie and how Charlotte was afraid she'd hurt Maddie's feelings. Um, and they talk because about... she couldn't go to the dress fitting right, cause she because had to work. she had to work. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, Tansy <clears throat> says she's going to put a bikini on and lie in the park. And Charlotte decides to join her because sometimes you have to step outside your comfort zone. Now, I don't know that I would go lay in a bikini in a park at this stage in my life. Uh, But the other day, I totally wanted to put on my swimsuit and lay in the backyard in the sunshine because it was beautiful. Yes. Um, And so they read stacks of magazines and laid in the sun and had a good time. They spent the afternoon together. They They go to the store. They get stuff to make dinner. Mm -hmm. They make and eat dinner together. Um, And then they kind of part ways. Yep. And uh, Charlotte's neighbors, who actually own the Daily Grind, come because their cat, I know. Freezer, has gone, Freezer. <laughs> has gone missing. Yes. And so she feels bad for them. And But she also kind of becomes a little jealous because she sees them leave and they're like hand in hand and they're I happy. And, um, and she just wants this happy relationship. So she goes back to Bad Girl. Yeah. And listens to another episode of the podcast, which suggests that she call three friends and ask them to set her up um, on dates. So Charlotte asks Maddie and she agrees to it. Oh, this was funny. (laughs) And so her date actually happens to be at her um, at Maddie and Henry's housewarming. So it's I think it's Henry's like friend or something like that. Um, and she meets him. His name is Magnus. Yes. And he is just odd. I just, he seemed very, so there's points during the dinner where he's like, oh, did you use organic this? Or did you do that? Oh, I wouldn't have done it that way. And I'm like. He's very. I don't know the dis- right words. Respectful? I rude? Don't I don't know. It just seems very cocky and very like. I think she kind of. Referred him. to him as kind of cocky and she she called him a pompous wanker. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, she's like blind dates a bust. He was a pompous wanker. Um, but aside from that yeah. piece of it, Charlotte then sits through Maddie talking about her wedding planning, and that Charlotte is no longer her chief bridesmaid which is also the language for maid of honor honor. and that she's chosen bianca which i did not realize this until later in the book but bianca is actually henry's sister and i don't know that they said that before later in the book i think you're Um, right i don't think they mention it in in the earlier part but um i'll tell you that now because it becomes really confusing why she's so important in the relationship right so, Bianca has been made maid of honor instead. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is kind of shocking to Charlotte, but she feels like, well, you know, it is true that I am really busy at work and I can't and make Bianca's all these appointments. And, kind of and has been through wedding planning. Right. So, Charlotte and... is sad, but at the same time is understanding of why right. maybe Maddie might have chosen someone else. But Charlotte is still a bridesmaid. Right. In the wedding. Um. And then, so Charlotte is very busy at work, and one of her colleagues keeps, uh, Xander, keeps help, helping with her with a project because, um, you know, it's just too much for her to do. So in earlier mm-hmm. parts, um, Charlotte is asked to make this huge order for one of their accounts, um, oh, like yeah. a, a party, and um, 
So Xander actually helps her. And then Tamsi comes to meet Charlotte for dinner after work one day. Oh, this is entertaining. And Renzo, another colleague of Charlotte's, is there. And they start, yes, they start flirting and talking with one another. And so Charlotte kind of helps out with some of their flirting, ironically, since she can't flirt herself. (laughs) Um. But I think this is a really cute moment of Tansy and Charlotte becoming even closer yeah. um, in their friendship. And so, because they connect on this piece. And um, I just love how their friendship does flourish. Because I think that we were talking about before that Charlotte feels kind of abandoned a little bit by Maddie. Right. Because of Maddie's new season of life. And so I like that she has Tansy to go to and... Right. Talk to in those kinds of things. And I think things. this really helps kind of solidify their friendship, not so much like, oh, you're just my roommate, but you're my friend. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think I think every relationship has kind of those moments. I told you that I think ours was when you guys had your house fire and yes. I um and Ronnie was like, Well, I don't want to step on your toes. I'm like, dude, I already washed your underwear. Like, we're past that point. Seriously. We're past that we lived point. with you and slept in your son's room. And- so like there's I think there's this kind of this defining line for a yeah. lot of relationships yeah. that you're like, that was the point. Right. Uh, but yeah, so I know, know I love that Tansy was like avoiding Renzo's phone calls. Like she wanted yep. to play hard to get a little bit. And Charlotte's like, What are you doing? Just call him, dude. Just talk to I him. Know. Just answer the phone. <laughs> Um, um, and the next podcast podcast challenges to get a guy's number yes. and to call him. So I think Charlotte had like listened to this podcast and been like, you just need to call him. Like, here's his number. Just right. do it. Um, and so Charlotte is asked to run a meeting with one of the architects yes. on one of the accounts. Yes. And she is like, like smitten with him and is like, oh my Silver gosh, Fox. you are hot. Right. Um, and so, um, so I, so I wrote down, so we're introduced to this new character. His name is Miles Taylor. Yes. And I wrote down, he's a gorgeous silver fox. She calls him, she says she's got, he's got pewter hair. Um, Miles is like talking plans cause he's supposed to be like designing their new office space. And so he's talking plans, and she's all she's like daydreaming she's about like her hands staring in his at hair him, and it's like, oh my gosh, you're so hot, right? <laughs> um, and so she doesn't say a whole lot during this meeting. She's just trying to focus. Um, but so in the end, she he gives her his card, and she's like, "We'll take mine. Like now, nah, I've got your number. You've got mine, right?" Um, and so later, Tansy and Charlotte head to the Daily Grind with Adam. They invite him along. And so they have dinner at the Daily Grind. And Adam is a total jerk to Charlotte and just sits there and will engage with Tansy, but not with Charlotte. Right. And so when they get home, Charlotte says, you know what? I'm going to um, call Miles. Yes. Yep. And so that's where we're left off, that she decides that she's going to call Miles. Yes. Have you ever have you ever gotten a guy's number and called him first? Have you ever made the first move, I guess, is my Ooh, question. Have I ever made the first? Well, technically with Ronnie, I did. Because, I mean, I didn't get his number because we met on an online dating site. But it was like this Christmas, I had a really tough time. My grandmother was starting to... Um, really fall with dementia and so it was just a really tough Christmas I was really close to her I was like her fifth child so um, and I got home and I had been on this site for two or three years and was like you know what God this is it like if I don't see anybody I, this I'm done with this stupid stuff right so I saw his picture and I messaged him first it was like nice. hey you're cute Hey, you're cute. Um, but I don't know that I've ever kind of gotten a guy's number and made the first move like that necessarily. I was really shy as like a teen. I didn't really start dating dating until like college. Mm -hmm. So like I had this one little thing in like high school, but it wasn't anything meaningful. My first like real relationship, which was a disaster. Was my freshman year of college, and um, that was, like, a blind date, so I was kind of in Charlotte's shoes with Magnus. Um, right. Though it went longer than just a date, but... No, I don't think I've done that other than just messaging 
Ronnie first and making the move on him. <laughs> yeah. So I was just trying to find um, what well, I have. I have made the first move. Um, it made me think of a line from the movie We Bought a Zoo. Um, and he says, you know, sometimes all you need is 20 seconds of insane courage. Just literally 20 seconds of embarrassing bravery, and I promise you something great will happen. And um, I really just love that line because yeah, a lot of times really we good. get in our own head, and yeah. just 20 seconds is nothing. Nothing. To just be like, I got this. I'm going. Going now. Even if it's just to say, like, hi, not like right. we're walking down the aisle now that I've messaged you or called right, you or absolutely. something. Right, absolutely. But sometimes you just need 20 seconds of bravery mm-hmm. to just like move yourself out of that little spot, this little right. rut that you've got yourself into. Um I my first real boyfriend um in high school was football player and I was not a band geek, but I was in the choir and I <laughs> was very nerdy. Mm-hmm. Um but I modeled at the time and I was not confident at all like I had my little group of friends I had my little circle of people some of them were in the drama club some <laughs> like I was in the choir yeah I was not gonna date the captain of the football team <laughs> not gonna happen um and a friend of mine who I was not really great friends with, she was like, well, I heard he likes you. And I'm like, are you just messing with me? Is this like one of those 90s teen movies? <laughs> like well, 16 I'm gonna, Candles? I'm going to make a fool out of myself, right? Have you seen 16 yes. Candles? Come on. I'm going to make a fool out of myself <laughs> by approaching him. Right. And so I just wrote him a little note, like back when you used to like origami notes to your friends. Yeah. Um, and so I did. I wrote him a little note and um, I just said, you know, hey, I you know, think you're cute. Someone had mentioned that maybe you thought I was cute. And we dated for almost two years. Wow. Um, and so Daniel was my first real boyfriend. And um, he was, aside from the ending, not great. Um, I mean, I, I, he broke my heart. I mean, really, uh, but he was great. His, we danced in his parents' kitchen and just, we just had a really good time. He was very sweet, very genuine and was not like a bro. Right. Um, but looking and, but you know, but looking back, I'm like now he's married and has kids and I'm glad his life is good. Um, you know, you just, you want the best for people, but I made the first move that's so funny then with josh so we've been friends i've known him since i was 11 and i liked him even then he was cute and he is just like just my type and um which is funny because i was 11 like i really knew what that was but i liked him (laughs) but i liked him he made me laugh and i thought he was cute and so when we moved to north carolina and then moved home he came back to my parents house to visit and I, this whole 20 seconds, and this was before this movie came out, but I was like, I just need to tell him, like, that I like him. And I think for a long time I had had feelings for him, but now I was almost 15. I kind of knew or understood yeah. what love was a little bit better. Yeah. Um, this was before Daniel. And I told him, I was like, so I... I think I'm in love with you. Like I pulled him aside because he was like in the living room with my parents and I pulled him aside and I was like, I know that sounds a little crazy, but I've, you know, we've, we've known each other for a really long time. Like I would love Mm -hmm. just the opportunity to try and see what happens. And so we dated for all of like a week and he will never ever in his life live this down. (laughs) He was on a break with with his ex-girlfriend um who did not treat him very kindly uh but so they were on a break and he was like okay well we'll just try see what happens see how this goes and he kissed me after a date and he was like i can't i can't i I just can't do this (laughs) (laughs) i feel like i'm kissing my sister and i cried oh i was so upset so, uh, we, that's kind of funny because one person on your photography team thought that Ronnie and I were brother and sister. Oh, yeah. I love you, Gail. 
Um, I didn't want to out her, but wait a minute. Oh, whatever. She's not going to. Gail, if you listen to this, I will pay you $5, but (laughs) you will not live that down ever. That's okay, because Josh won't ever live that statement down. I feel like I was kissing my sister. Um, But so he kind of stopped hanging around. My brother had gotten into some drugs, and so Josh was like, you know, it's just best that we don't hang out for right now, just because, you know, your circle kind of can direct you in bad or good ways. Right. And so he was afraid that he was going to kind of go down that road with my brother. But, um, so when he showed up at my parents' house again, about two years later, um, he just decided to come by and it was, I think it was already dark or almost dark. It was, it was in May. And so maybe it was like seven o'clock or eight o'clock and he came over and I just was like starstruck and, we talked for hours and he left at like three in the morning and then came back the next day (laughs) and didn't leave. I mean, he spent every day. So we didn't, we never had an official, like, will you be my girlfriend? Right. Cause that feels kind of cheesy at that stage. But so we consider that first night that he came over, we consider that our anniversary Um, because that was kind of that first real, like, okay. Like, this could be something we connected on different yeah, levels, right? Yeah. We were older and smarter and wiser, wiser right? <laughs> um, and so, but it, it was just, it was really great. And because we've known each other for so long, he was a very much just a natural extension of our family. Yeah. Um, which still, I mean, for years made my mom sick. She'd be like, oh my gosh, will you stop saying I love you? Uh. <laughs> now, now looking back, I know that it's because she herself was not in a very great relationship. Yeah. And so I I wonder if that stemmed from some jealousy. Sure. And, um, I know she was happy for us and she's still happy for us, but I can imagine now yeah. seeing that in a, in a different point of view right right that it probably stemmed from some jealousy and the own you know her own relationship and yeah. the lack of intimacy and care tenderness even yeah. right yeah so but yeah so sometimes you just need 20 seconds of insane bravery to make to a just move. make a call go skydiving like that's a 20 that's all you need 20 seconds jump out of a plane go for it I don't know if I'd go that far. But. No, I mean, that needs a lot more than 20 <laughs> seconds, doesn't it? That takes a lot of time because you got to, they got to harness you up and prep you. And, right. Nope. That is not my cup of tea. No. <laughs> so that wraps up um, the first part, chapters one through yes. eight of Sorry Not Sorry by Sophie Renald. Um, meet us in the next one and sit and chat and snack a while with us as we continue to finish up our crepes and margaritas and maybe some banana bread in the next episode. And, um, but DMS at, at books and brunch podcast on Instagram or send us an email at yeah. books and brunch podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget about the giveaway and, um, we will see you soon. All right. We'll talk to you later. 